0: How you doing? This is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm TJ Miller. And right now you're listening to Sandra Carusi. The one and only Sandra Carusi. Carusin'
1: on down the listening highway. Welcome to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on talk radio, AM 640, and HD radio.
2: I derive so much pride from that opening package. It's like part of who I am, my raison d'etre. I'm sorry, you're what? My my raison d'etre. (laughs) D'etre? Raison Uh, d'etre. But when Graham Chittenden called me out and said, yeah, there's no Canadian comics on there and you're supposed to be doing so much for Canadian comedy, I went, yeah, you're right. And so we are changing it. We've been wanting to change it for a long time. There's
3: going to be. It's not like you don't have Canadian comics saying all those nice things.
2: I know. We just just haven't used them. No, it's not. And you know how hard it is. Like It's just hard to get the production support because they're so busy, right? Yeah. And this show is just not a priority, unfortunately. So that's my excuse right now. Anyway, welcome back, uh, Deanie Meanie. Thank you we so much. We miss you. I, I can't even function. It was horrible without you. Really. I know.
3: I was only gone for one one week.
2: I know. So you taped Life Hack, your big comedy album, and yep. the thriving metropolis of T-Bay. Of
3: Thunder Bay, Ontario. It was great. In between shows, I was driving around on a quad runner on an atv oh i love just doing good life. old country things right
2: did you are you still aspiring to be a rap star because you come from a small
3: town there's some tracks on there for sure oh, dear uh, my God. mom i i got extra screening at the airport coming back oh dear because my mom filled my suitcase with frozen cabbage rolls <laughs> <laughs> and they were like trying it. to check what that was and I, you know okay. I'm, I'm eight mile man i just ha- had like cabbage roll stains on my hoodie coming back on the plane oh it dear.
2: So it was good, like you felt overall. Were you funny?
3: I you know what, those were it was one of the funnest weekends for sure. Oh. Plus I was working on that for the last two years. <gasps> and a lot of it was like, you know, a lot of that hour was like sad breakup things and stuff. So oh. I was kinda like a dog rolling around in oh my poop no. for the last two years. So it's nice to just be done with it.
2: It's the final healing of the process I of your purged
3: it out, man. Now uh, I have aside, to write new stuff again.
2: Aside from the tattoos on your body you got from a bad breakup.
3: Yeah, those are the I can't get rid of those. Oh dear God. But the rest is on an album now.
2: Uh, so that's what happened this week, along with uh, losing a major icon Jerry Lewis. Yeah. Yeah, I he was my first comedy crush.
3: And his final interview was out. just gold. I feel like you could have gotten that out of him for sure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> who did? That? Oh, I wish I could quote the comic who said, "Wow, we lost the guy who who doesn't know how to comment on uh, current uh, comedy or something." It was just very funny on contemporary comedy because he was so though. he was so like insulting, wasn't he? Yeah, the, it was the
3: Hollywood Reporter tried to do. I guess what they were doing was they did this series of interviews with what do they call octogenarians. Mm-hmm. Which there always seems to be a lot of in comedy of that generation for some reason, right? Like everyone like lives into their 90s or yeah. pushes 100.
2: They're kicking now. But yeah. they
3: So they had like Betty White and I think Carl Reiner and all these people, And everybody was like giving these great interviews. And then they got to Jerry Lewis and he was just like, no. Nice. Sat there with his arms crossed. R.I.P. Nice. Jerry. But we have some living comics in studio with us. How about that?
2: I know. And I I just want to get right to them because uh, we're still in JFL season here. I I came back from Montreal, JFL there. And now we're preparing for JFL 42 here in Toronto. And we've got some top, top talent. Um, This is a fully stacked show. A lot of people I've been wanting to meet and have on the show. So I'm so happy to have you. Che. I don't want to say Dorena, Dorena.
4: There you go, Dorena. Just
2: make it very clear. One of the most hyped, hardest hustling upcoming comics on the Toronto stand-up scene. Runner-up in SiriusXM's top comic. And in 2017, debut at Montreal's JFL. And uh, so you're going to be at JFL 42 Coming up in September.
4: That's right. Uh me and Sophie Butler co-headlining a show. For awesome. 42. Yeah, it should be really good. Is that
2: the Sophie who's dating Mace Galone? Yeah, that is the Sophie who's oh, ma-
4: dating Mace Galone. She is. She's very
3: funny.
2: I know. I'm sure she's happy. That's her favorite. I actually knew who she was before Mace. I'm not saying because she's dating Mace, but
3: no, but they're like a comedy, Canadian so comedy cute. power couple. I love, couple. Them. I oh, love yeah. her.
2: I saw her at GFL last year. I just fell in love with her. Crazy. And this lady, I got a girly straight crush on, uh, because I've dying to meet her. Uh Sarah Hennessy. What's
5: up, guys?
2: Best for (laughs) known. You were on Video on Trial, uh, three network TV galas, Montreal JFL Festival, uh, co-starring on Terrific Women on CBC Comedy Digital Series. (laughs) I love that show. Yay! I love that show. We're going to talk about it. I love that show. And also, you're writing credits on YTV's Stanley Dynamic, and you're on Sunnyside on CDTV and CTV Spun Out. Like, really, you have nothing going on at all. And Best Named Female Stand-Up by Canadian Comedy Awards. Wow. Welcome, Sarah.
5: Thanks for having me. What a treat.
2: I love you. <laughs> Chris Locke, another one. Canadian Comedy Award winner, Now Magazine, cited by Vice Magazine as one of Canada's most staggeringly original comedians. And uh, you've been uh, you've appeared at Just for Laughs and JFL 42 before, right, Chris?
6: Uh, that's right. Yeah. Hi. Yes.
2: Hello. And <laughs> so many festivals. And then I'm going to say all these acronyms like MTV, HBO, CBC, Much Music and all that stuff. Yeah. So welcome aboard.
6: And I play a bouncer in an episode of Terrific Women that I'm so proud of. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know what I love about yeah. Terrific Women? Let's just go there right now. What? Is yeah. the cameos. And uh, or, oh, yeah. Okay, Phil Luzzi's a, a cast member. But yeah, uh, there's you. Uh, the co-star, sorry.
5: Yeah. Um uh Steph Stephanie Kallaner, Callender, yeah. the terrific women, and then our personal bartender is Phil Luzzi, who plays Alejandro. And then we have a lot of great Canadian comics. Basically we got to we just wrote it and we cast a lot of our friends. Everybody. So we in have it. like Kathleen Phillips, we have we have Chris Locke, we have uh, I don't know, a bunch of people like James Hartnett and Aaron yeah. Eves, just yeah. t- tons of coolios uh Aisha Brown you know get out we're having a great time
2: yes (laughs) it's nice you know and I I love (laughs) you know comics are such creators too and it's uh it's it's so exciting to see your stuff get to air digitally or otherwise you know we always have everybody in here Dean it seems like our creators and it's the way it should be and you guys are all in JFL 42 coming up yeah Mm -hmm. Jay you're uh, excited obviously
4: yeah absolutely
2: you're do you feel a lot of pressure because there's a lot of hype around you? Uh, <laughs> uh, what do you I gu- do?
4: Uh, I guess so. Like, I don't know. I, I just, I do the same thing I normally do. Like, I my, my mm-hmm. hustle or my game doesn't change a lot. It's kind of just always on the scene, writing constantly and building the set. Like, depending on what I'm doing it for, it doesn't change a lot. Like, I little things, like if I'm doing a competition, try to create a shorter showcase set, I know I'm going to be doing a longer set for this JFL uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, headlining set. So just like making sure I'm booking as many headlining sets upcoming to that as I can. But it, it kind of stays the same. I try not to get too phased.
2: I always a- ask everybody that question almost who comes in here because I'm always fascinated by in- incredibly what it takes as a comic um, because the pressure gets big, you know, especially when you, you now have a TV show or you're getting into these bigger kind of festivals and. Uh, all of you have done it before, but you know, JFL 42, there's always, you know, there's big acts like Ali Wong coming in for that. And, uh, a lot of people we we'll talk more about that after the break, uh, as we celebrate more comedy and JFL season here on inside jokes, talk radio AM 640.
1: Hey, this is Russell Peters, and you're listening to Sandra Juicy
2: Carusi. <laughs> Welcome back, Inside Jokes, the comedy show. You like when I say that, Dean? Yeah? I do. Yeah, I everything. like your segues.
3: You're the yeah. queen of the segways. Oh, yeah, for sure. right.
2: A lot of talent there. Sarah Hennessy, Che Dorena, and Chris Locke, all on JFL 42. So let's just explain JFL 42 coming to Toronto because. Um, uh, people are like, Santa, like it's my friends who are not in the business. are like, okay, what is it? It's a festival. Do I just go to one place and watch a bunch of comedians? And no, it's actually a bunch of venues. Yes.
5: Yeah. So basically it's a pass. There's 42 acts and then you're, you could just see as many acts as you want. So every, it's like a credit system. So every time you see a show, you check in and then you get a mm-hmm. new credit. So you can see unlimited shows, 42 acts, uh, just for last 42. And everybody's laughing. You yeah. can
3: see these guys and 39 other hilarious people. Oh, look at you that. do some right? quick math. Right? right? Look at that. He's, Very show-
2: cool. He's always showing off. It is, it's always uh... about how smart you are over me. Yeah. 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 I have that <laughs> Lakehead
3: public school system education.
2: But <laughs> Very it's, cool. it's
3: interesting because like, in Montreal, at, at the Montreal Festival, you you can't go there during that time without knowing what's happening. Like, It takes over the whole city, the whole yes. downtown. It's a big street festival. It's yes. all-encompassing. Whereas in Toronto, like, you really have to be seeking this stuff out Mm -hmm. yeah because it's at venues all over toronto spread out everywhere but you otherwise you wouldn't know unless you see like a subway ad or something it's a very different thing and
6: the shows are always packed yeah yeah Yeah. like it's very good point yeah.
2: And I, you know, these past couple of years that I've been going, I, one of my favorite venues in Toronto. See, the other thing about Montreal, they have such good venues. I think you guys will uh, Yeah, like big group.
5: theaters. There's so many yes. big theaters. But yeah. here it's more like alternative spaces. Like, yes. You got more like comedy. Bar. Everything's a basement. Car- comedy bar, like I guess the garrison's like a back room and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But then also you can go see your, everybody gets like, I think if you buy a pass, you get two big shows. So you can go like see Sony Center shows, like mm-hmm. big
3: Two headliners. Yeah, I guess would mm-hmm. be,
5: that's like Ali Wong and who, all, who Who? are the other big people? Ooh,
3: uh, oh, Tim bro. and Eric this year. They, yeah, because they always have these big headliner shows. at Brian, yeah.
2: Brian Posen. Brian who? Hossein. Yeah, Hossain. I, I do that with the <laughs> Dean because every time I say the name, that's what I do. I, I interrupted him, <laughs> him <laughs> eating McDonald's last uh, year. Yeah. So, there you go. The, yeah. Did you? We're all connected. Yeah. Oh, you love him. Didn't you interview him for your podcast? I did, but I, yeah. he was eating McDonald's
3: and then he was kind of annoyed, but he did it anyways. <laughs> Janine
2: Garofalo is uh, also there. I know yep. people don't think she's big but
3: well it's it's interesting now too because this is JFL42 started in 2012 mm-hmm. so it was always sort of its own spin off from Montreal but it feels a lot more like the Montreal festival now like cuz now they're doing like these workshops they're doing the Q&As like the panels yes. with people with content creators and stuff so it feels a bit more like the Montreal festival now mm-hmm. but intimate too yeah cuz you're in all these places like the Rivoli and the Garrison and stuff like that just tucked all over the city and you kind of feel like you're more in a closer setting with a lot of these comics. Part of
5: mm-hmm. an underground movement, man. Right? Yeah. But, um, and my favorite show, The Alternative Show, yes. which is every, every night, I think, at, like, 11.59, Andy Kindler's Alternative Show, yes. and it always has a cool lineup mixed of, like, the big name acts and then, like, us who live down the block from you but <laughs> <we'll have someone>. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> and you they pass you every day and have no idea who you are but yeah. meanwhile you're like these great talents right well
5: they do a nice little toss salad of uh of American and Canadian acts and that's what we re- all and the really Canadians like. always
6: yeah. kill and Andy Kindler is such a huge champion of good he Canadian comics he really he is, is yeah. A yeah. he's a guy. huge
5: part of our lives for In Just For Last yes yeah. Yeah.
6: getting validation from him
3: uh, warms your heart it's, it's true nice.
2: and we we're lucky to interview him a few times here on the show and he's always he is he's a great champion of, of canadian comics yeah sure. and
3: especially like the stand-up scene here in toronto like andy's a huge supporter of that and mm-hmm. he talks about comedy bar non-stop like he loves coming up here and doing this show yeah, yeah. yeah. so that's also funny.
2: bill burr headliner john mulaney ali wong and mike Birbiglia. okay i like yeah. how that's the name you always step on and it's the only italian one how yeah. about me on the red carpet with him and that's what i pulled off he was pretty happy about that yeah uh, how about me getting ali wong wrong
5: Honestly, I could never yeah, do red get carpet it wrong. stuff. Yeah, what did you say? I
2: don't know. I'm an idiot. Actually, <laughs> you know <laughs> you what know, Let me think. A. Wang. How would you do Wang. it? No, Wang. I didn't. I didn't get her War. Marley Wang? I did screw up my question. We're going to play a clip. Uh, I'm changing
6: my name to Wang Dog. Wang Dog.
2: <laughs> Wang you know, Dog. Just, yeah, do you, man. I like that. Ali Wang. I had the fort... Uh, I was fortunate to- to interview her on the red carpet along with um, Jim Carrey and some other people that we're going to hear clips on later on in the show. Right now, I just want to ask our cast here from uh, cast, some of the folks performing at JFL 42. uh, I just want to get into normal stuff. Norm MacDonald tweeted yesterday, with what's going on in our country today, we need more comedians. Just kidding. We got way too many as it is. And then people just started going nuts. What do you think, Che?
4: Um, I get what he's saying. Like, there's with the political climate, there's so many things you can write jokes about. But I also understand when he's saying there's like, I think by saying there's too many already, like comedy is more mainstream than it's ever been before. Like you're seeing comedy specials come out on Netflix and come out on on like there's comedy only platforms like that CISO and stuff. Yes. So comedy's huge right now. Comedy's yes. probably bigger than ever before. Yes. Yes. Um, but necessarily that you're gonna write jokes about like what's happening. I mean it's there, but not everyone's like a political comic or Sarah
2: Hennessy?
5: Um, I think that sometimes it's hard to get spots on a show. So like yeah, <laughs> yeah. there are a lot of comics. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> yes. But but uh, um I don't know. I uh I don't know. Yeah, there there's a lot of comics, but it's also a niche it's a niche profession.
2: <laughs> Chris Locke?
6: But we also live in a city that has a school for comedy yeah. that keeps yeah. churning out like yeah, hundreds yeah. of comedians every year.
5: Yeah, but I went to that school um, and out of there was like, uh, I think, like three classes of 30. So basic math, 90. And then there's only <laughs> there's only like five of us who still do it. So yes, yeah, that, <laughs> you're talking about
2: Humber College comedy program. I went to Humber College radio program back in 92, and in my class were George Strombolopoulos and, uh, like, Carmen Melville. Who, and th- that's a who's working right now. The so cream Stromb- rises, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Right you now, better believe a, it. Right Carmen-
6: now there's a romanticism to comedy like there was with being a rock star. That's what I think. So I mm-hmm. think, like, yeah. Drifty Kids... Think like I'll go and rip and tell some jokes yes. like at an open mic, and then I'll become cool like a yeah, rock star. Good yeah. point.
2: Chris. Yeah, and, and
5: people trade yeah. um, comedy the way they used to trade mixtapes of music. Like everybody wants to know who your favorite comedians are more these days. Yeah, it's so like true. It. What a
2: great like that's so true. I
6: write yeah. all my favorite comedians on my binder <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> with a heart. With a heart. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, I'm loving Phil this. Burr with a heart. Uh, Coming up, JFL forty two in September here in Toronto, and some of the greatest act uh, acts there: Che, Dorena. Dorena. Sarah Hennessy, and Chris Law. Wang
1: dog, Wang
2: dog. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk more with them after the break on Talk Radio AM six forty.
1: This is Kay Trevor Wilson. You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi. Hakeem Optical makes fine fine eyewear.
2: It's JFL 42 season in Toronto. We are so lucky. Or sorry, my girlfriend always says you say blast instead of lucky. Oh, blessed. we're so <laughs> hashtag blast here in Toronto to have the epicenter of comedy in Canada and um, so much talent. Uh, we were talking off mic with Che here. Uh, there's so much talent here uh who kind of want to go to the states because that you know there's no star system in canada and i think a lot of that is the lack of media to support it in late night programming Uh, that's what i firmly believe and that's why with this show i try to do what i can along with all the other people supporting it uh, on siriusxm who do an excellent job um so uh, the trick is for you, the audience, to really take advantage of this. And I think what's exciting is not only a great night out, it's something different. It takes place here in Toronto at various venues from September 21st to September 30th. Um, as I mentioned before, Bill Burr, John Mulaney, Ali Wong, Mike Burbiglia.
3: There you
2: go, uh, Tom Segura, who you interviewed, Dean. your yeah, big, I love Tom, big boy. Oh, now you're P- BFFs. R. Yeah, we're a good oh, buddies. Okay, yeah. just so I'm clear. And Tim and Eric. Uh, where are Tim and Eric from? I'll be honest, I don't know much about them. America.
3: <laughs> oh, well, wow. they live in L. A. They're film
2: students. They do Temple. all this Hawaii
3: stuff right now, though. Too actually. Yeah. Yeah.
2: They have Tim and Eric's billion-dollar movie. Um, anyway, there's lots going on, and of course we have three of the hot acts here in the room. Um, Chris Lock, tell us some Canadian comics you wish more of us knew about about besides you guys
6: Tom Henry, Tim Gilbert, uh, <laughs> what did I just say? I don't know. Yeah, I guess run through
5: the, run through everybody in Los Sabbath, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So,
6: well, they're like friends and yeah, there's a million people. I think Jordan Foyce is freaking so so Yeah, funny. Kay, who do you think?
4: Uh, Chris Robinson, Paul Thompson, uh f- JJ lieberman Lieberman, Ryan oh, Long. Nice. Like these are like those are like guys I perform with a lot that I think are hilarious dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sarah?
5: Jackie Pirico, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That's yeah. she's my favorite friend. Yeah. For, <laughs> comedy. Um and yeah, Steph Callanar, who's so who, she's my comedy partner yes. and, and terrific women and she knocks my socks off and she can do she could do it all, baby.
2: Okay, let's talk about terrific women again because I'm such a fan. Oh, so, cool! How, where did this? Come? So it's it's two women. In, it's set in the 70s,
5: 1974. Yeah. we two were two brassy lasses with our very own cable access program <laughs> at four o'clock in the morning that no one's watching. You're drunk. <laughs> Yeah, we're inebriated and we have a tale to tell. And um, so basically, Steph and I did it as a show at the Ossington. We used to host at the Ossington in Toronto. We used to host a stand-up show for many years. And then we wanted to do something a little more conceptual. So we decided to, we came up with these characters and um, Linda Davis and Joy Johansson. We got like full costume. You know, we we did a photo shoot. We got really into the characters and then we started running the stand-up show like we were running a variety show on our cable access show. We had our friend Tristan like shoot it and everything and do some announcements for for products you know what i mean like <laughs> this this was brought to you by basic butter yeah. Put it on your stuff like, you know, just bad things. And then um and then uh, it <laughs> got to the point, butter. I don't know. It got to the point where we're like, okay, what's next after we did it for a couple years? Because it it's too time consuming to do a lot of costumey stuff mm-hmm. uh, as a monthly. You're just like, ugh, whatever. And then we're like, let's write it as a web series. And so we did that and then CBC wow. funded us. We didn't think they would. We're like, we're going to make it on our own, man. Nobody believes in mm-hmm. us. And the CBC <laughs> was like, sure. Yeah, let's do it with you. And we're like, oh, thank you. Like I I was I had my backup like nobody nobody cares about art man right (laughs) but then they were they were very helpful and then they were really cool about it and then we got to cast all of our pals in it and uh yeah so terrific women on youtube or cbc comedy you can check it out there's nine episodes
2: it's cool very cool and i think that's a big
3: part of what like cbc comedy (laughs) is churning out all this stuff right now yes we've had a lot of these shows on here but it's true it's because comedy like we were saying earlier like comedy is like a hip thing to go out and watch again yeah because of you know podcasts and netflix specials and all that yes. stuff
5: and i think I, the best thing for is for a lot of people out there is letting comedians do it how they want to do it like soon yes. as soon as, as, soon as yeah, like people point. try to um micromanage how you you know your material or how yeah. you or uh things that they want you to say or do or their own agendas like people who are producers who are not necessarily creative like you could ruin something so good yeah. so it's nice to have creative freedom that's why it's important for everybody to make their own projects even if they aren't you know, Know, even if they're doing it out of pocket Brilliant. it's the most important thing like we all i think most of us have comedy albums and you know that's a perfect example of us being like i just need to put this into the world yes. <laughs> you know? yeah and people are like chris, it's good and you're like it's because nobody
2: chris lock you were just totally agreeing with what she was saying what, what struck beautiful? you that's it was totally beautiful
6: true. It the was thing beautiful. about being a canadian comedian is because the what well, the way the industry is as you know and we're talking about um you do it for the love and mm-hmm. that's why canadian comedians are so freaking good because they're not blowing up in the first year or two of doing Interesting. it, they're, they yeah. keep they keep building stuff: podcasts, web series, albums, tours. Like we all do it on our own. So uh, much for depression the love. from
5: not getting any attention. <laughs> Nobody sees what we're doing. We're the ba- we're the bird who dances for no one. But also our wow.
6: friends that we just all mentioned. Like everybody, I agree with what like we all push each other, you know, mm-hmm. to make each other laugh too. So it just makes you that much better and tighter is that you, you just have these talent like working for each other basically like mm-hmm. we
2: do want peer support right we want our peers to think we're funny yeah, yeah you definitely you can't play to the back of the room right Che but you do want your friend your no, peers no but
4: you definitely just being among like the really funny funny people yes. improves you because yes it, it it's does. not in a sense competitive but it's in the environment where like look at how good this person's doing yes. look at how good this person's doing I want to be that caliber of comic yes. and you start pushing yourself
2: and whenever I come out of festivals like especially out of GFL Montreal that that was my third one and now into 42 um that's how I feel as a comic I'm like wow do I ever have to up my game like looking at that level of talent it's like whoa there's a lot of work I still got to do
3: well and it's kind of you're when you actually start doing this and it becomes like what you do you're spending all of your time with yeah. other comics that's yeah. who you see you don't see your like friends you went to college <laughs> with or your family mm-hmm. every day you know like you're spending every single night with these other comics like-minded people because
2: everybody's like a little bit off right mm-hmm. that's why we're in this art, artists flock to each other musicians do for it. Too. sure we're not no, comics are not any different from any <laughs> artist group and that's why we like to plug hashtag comedy is art and that is a movement we're started here yes. and we're going to continue with and we'll tell you in upcoming weeks what that's all about it's going to be really big change here for comics in canada and we're looking forward to be part of it uh we're talking with the gang some of them from jfl 42 here on inside jokes talk radio am 640
0: Hi, this is Sugar Sammy, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra the Cruiser Carusi. Mm-mm-mm, gotta get me some of that.
2: Inside Jokes. We get inside the joke, behind the joke, talk about it, talking about the industry, talking about comics. Let's talk about what makes you laugh. We we're talking about some of the people that you guys like and some comics who should get more attention. And I mean, that's a great thing I love about artists, you know, is that uh, the support, uh, it's not a competitive thing. It's a totally different climate, I think. I think if you get into finance, you know, everybody's like into competing with each other and yeah. I don't know if they promote each other the way artists do you know um so Che like what kind of what makes you laugh even some of the bigger comic names in history like Richard Pryor or whoever who 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 makes you laugh? I
4: think comedy I can always go back and watch is like a Chappelle was like a big defining moment for me because like it made me understand like as a kid the difference mm. between like stand-up and sketch and like the, how the, the different areas of comedy and also his ability to he crossed race barriers in a huge way in a way where he made Mm. like black issues relatable to white people and have them understand it Mm -hmm. and and in a way that was palatable and wasn't aggressive and didn't push people away which a lot of other comics have done rock did the same thing but he did it in a way that i thought was revolutionary he was able to take something so serious and make it very silly. When you watch Chappelle's stand up or, or even his sketch stuff, it's really silly. But he's talking about the most serious race issues.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So you talk about it. Your father's uh, black. Yes. And you talk about how when your parents got divorced, yeah. how suddenly he was like really cool. Like, okay, here's a thing where the chick calls you, don't answer the phone. Uh, <laughs> so is this the kind of uh, race? Kind of. I don't know, exploration that you've made in your comedy? I
4: definitely, and especially because I'm biracial, I'm, I'm able to, to see the two different perspectives. I mean, I grew up in BC, which there's a very small black population. Mm. It's not very big. So like the black community, especially like in my school and stuff growing up was very tight, but then you're living in a majority white community. So I got wow. to see both sides and it's definitely something I do touch on in my stand up.
2: So I'm talking with comics here on what makes them laugh and uh, what I'm going to pick what makes me laugh about what they do. Sarah Hennessy, I just love that you go retro a lot and you're talking about gumballs and like sour stuff. Oh, and- yeah.
5: I think nostalgia <laughs> is a huge source of inspiration. For it me. is. Yeah. I think I li- I like to go back to it's you and it is. It's because it's when you're I, I think back to like when I started to like figure out life and you're like or figure out things about life like I feel like I was really like lost just bumping around in the world until I was like in grade four and then I started to kind of feel a little more like have a more of a point of view but I think I I think I was just floating through time to <laughs> I feel like, like... I, I felt lost and like completely confused and things would just happen at me like yes. it's, it was really weird and it wasn't until you started to de- develop I, I don't think i started to develop like more of like a uh, ways to get through the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you figure out, your. Like, I think that's what I figured <laughs> out when I was funny because I was able to like deflect and like get what I wanted or, you know, you know, whatever. You figure out your life.
2: Well, one thing I noticed about you it, it, and all you guys actually, but it, you know, Patton Oswald, I said this before and I know he's your favorite comic dean so I'd like to bring him up yeah, just I for you that. so you get warm and tingly. Yeah. But Patton Oswald said on the CNN special uh, History of Comedy, he said, you know, there's two kinds of funny. There's like just funny people and there's people who do say funny things and he feels he says funny things but he really wants to be a funny person and that's and Sarah when I look at you I think were you just like this funny person in school like didn't matter what you said or did, people just laughed
5: well, no. Well, yes and no. Like I, I like it's weird. It's like you have to have a bit of a control o- over how you're funny. I think for a long time, a lot of people would just you get this a lot when you're a young girl in like the eighties and nineties. or like okay, like yeah. you would hear that all the time. Yeah. Like people, you would say something wacky and you're trying yeah. to be funny, and they'd be like uh, yeah. okay, and their yeah. eyes would roll. Like everybody was very on the defense, and so yeah. you have to find your people in life. Like I went yes. to an art school when I was in grade nine for a drama program, oh, God. and that's what really I think helped me find yeah. my way. And, you know, it's Thank like, God. Yeah, for sure. Chris
2: Locke, um, you talk about your wife, uh, who is an exercise fiend, and you not so much. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, yeah, I'm working on it.
2: Yeah. But, uh, yeah she, In uh... terms of your material, we're talking about what makes you laugh and what makes... People laugh. Well, about what uh, you to say. me, the
6: whole fact uh, that there's a planet with people on it makes me laugh. Like the whole <laughs> absurdity of life freaks me out, and I think so. We wear shirts, but we're beasts and we're weird, and mm-hmm. so like every single thing uh, makes me laugh, and that's usually what makes me. Maybe funny, but also worry that I'm insane.
2: Yes,
5: <laughs> uh, always. it's always you're always running a tight, yes. R- riding a tight rope.
6: Always, <laughs> yeah. Am I in yeah.
5: control or am I nuts? I'm too. always close
6: to co- inner peace or like a mental break.
2: Yes, of course. But there's a quote about that: the the line between genius and brilliance. Oh, and, great! And comics always teeter <laughs> back <laughs> and forth, yeah. or yeah. being crackpots. But you know, Dean.
3: Well, I love what Sarah said too, and I think maybe that's just like a thing with our generation cuz like there's this huge nostalgia for like 80s and 90s yes. stuff growing up like yeah. i I think that's just that, that might too. be our age group too yeah. if you
5: start thinking back oh when did i feel like, it's just a pure feeling that wasn't judged a million times. But no, but you know what?
2: No, it's not. You're, you're young, a lot younger than me. I, I love Terrific Women because it's my nostalgia because it's 70s. Oh, yeah. and I didn't even
5: live in the 70s. but No, I know.
2: <laughs> that's, that's what makes me laugh Nailed because you guys it. are so much younger. But I love it because when I watch TV in the 70s, I think we're all sitcom junkies, right? As comedies. Is oh, yeah. Correct? TV raised me. Right. And sure. so it was to me, it was a throwback to even some Carol Burnett skits and stuff like that. And by the way, she's coming to Toronto, too, in September. Oh, yeah. Um and she's just doing a Q and A thing like she used to at the beginning of her show. Yeah. Um so please get out and watch comedy. We're talking with some great artists here in the Inside Jokes and more after the break on Talk Radio AM six forty.
1: Hey, this is Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway? and you are listening to Sandra Carusi on Inside
0: Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. Pants optional. What are the qualities you respect in a comic? Honesty, uh, number one, honesty. Uh, It doesn't matter how outlandish or outrageous the joke, there has to be something about it that's honest. You know, comics are judges, you know, and that's what we do. We go, this is bad, this is good, this is wrong, you know, this is you know, odd, this is dishonest, whatever it is, but, um, you know, I, 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 there's cert- I, I go in and out of people that I enjoy, you know, Brian Regan, I really love his, his, uh, his uh, affects and, and the way he tells stories, his character, you know, stuff, his, his dumb guy work, and, uh, I mean, Patrice O'Neill, I was a big fan of Patrice O'Neill. But there's so many I can't really, you know, they, they, they can't occur to me because it's just a flood of people. The other night I saw uh, David Tell and, uh, and uh, Jeffrey Ross, who were just like gunslingers, man. And it's like if you ever get a chance to see that show... I mean, you're you're seeing organic brilliance right in front of you, and it's it's really terrific. That
2: was my uh, part of my interview with Jim Carrey on the red carpet at uh, JFL Montreal 2017 this year, and um, it was speaking a lot to what we were just talking with our panel here: Jay Dorena, Sarah Hennessy, Chris Locke, and of course Dean Young with us. And um, just asking, like one of the greats, like Jim Carrey, like you know, who or what does he respect and a lot of uh, you guys resonated with that. I saw your body language there, Sarah and Chris, and high fiving.
5: Oh, yeah. I guess we did do a really solid I think mind. the three
2: comedians <laughs> you have here, I was <laughs>
6: respond uh, because uh, the three comedians here are super honest, our material. Mm-hmm. I yeah. thought that was pretty cool. To yes. Hear.
2: That was interesting that he found. Uh, often I ask that question and I have asked that on the red carpet. I always usually get authenticity. So that, that's pretty well the same thing as what he's saying.
5: Mm-hmm. Cool. And,
2: and I think that's where. and wasn't it neat? Didn't you guys find it interesting how he, much like you guys, you know, talked about other comics and he thinks David Tell and he and, and Jeffrey Ross, I saw his live, his show I'm Dying Up Here. They did a live cast and crew. Uh, that was phenomenal. It's probably my highlight. Uh, they should have recorded it as a TV show because it was so real what they had to say. And he, again, talked about Jeffrey Ross and how great he is and stuff. And I think, what an honor. Can you imagine just getting that plug from...
3: Why did Jim Carrey shave his beard? <laughs> yeah, that's what. I, yeah, that Should would I have been a that? red carpet question. Uh, yeah, I think it was. It was. It was interesting to know how much he's still paying attention to what's going on in comedy right now. Right, because before he started doing that show, producing that show, mm. I think everybody just kind of Good thought point. he had checked out a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why it was such a big deal that he was back in Montreal because it was like, wow, he never comes home anymore, mm-hmm. and. Okay, he still actually cares about his, his roots and cares about comedy. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to hear what he's actually still watching and paying attention.
2: Let's, to. L- let's just visit that for a quick second. Yeah. Okay. So we all kind of get like, um, I want to say sucky. We, me too. It's Mm -hmm. like, well, you know, Howie Mandel, he went to the States. Like, how often does he come back? Or how about like, you know, all these other guys like Jim Carrey, they get big and they don't come back. Like, what right do we have as Canadians when Canada really didn't do a whole lot for them at the time? I know, that's always the catch And still doesn't. And this is why we're forming what we're doing to support comedy as art, because it's not supported at a government level. It's not deemed as art in the Ontario, uh, the Art Council of Canada. That's something Sandra Badalini, myself, and a group of us are starting um, to lobby and they're starting to listen, which is great. Uh, when we look at the talent in the room and it just blows me away why they should easily be, uh, you know, st- states bound, because unfortunately, if you want to make it, that's where you got to go. Well, it's
3: it, yeah. And we've always done that as Canadians. It's like once someone blows up in the States, we take ownership of them. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like Let's when you're like a
2: Canadian flag on their back.
3: It, it's like if you go do a show in some small town and you make a reference to their town right off the bat, like, yeah. people go nuts. Right. It's the yes. same sort of thing. It's like they're t- that's Canadian. They're Canadian. And but they're famous now. So we want them now. That's, you know, I think. Hey, what do you think? I think it also gives hope to
4: all of us. When yeah. you see one yeah. of our own that's made it, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I can do it. It's been done. And if it's been done, like it makes it seem that much easier that you can go out and do it yourself. But how
2: about him coming home? Why is it so important? I mean, I, I listen, I agree with you. It's like, don't forget your roots. You know, This is where you started. He started at Yuck Yucks, And I asked him about Mark Breslin. He says great things about him. Um, how about you guys? When you guys make a big, what are you doing? I mean, it's easy to say now you're going to come back and do free shows or what?
5: I'm making it big it's so funny like I don't know like, define well yeah it's defining and a, uh, unfortunately part of a big dream usually means uh, the states like I wish it d- didn't but it does because we have such a great community and all of our families are here but I don't know what are you gonna do when you make it big I don't know I just hope I don't die first That's <laughs> my I
6: think Chris? that once the whole world comes together and says that they love me and they think I'm funny I will <laughs> breathe a big sigh of relief and then fall backwards into a volcano <laughs>
2: Chris Locks, Sarah Hennessy, Che Dorena, uh, all appearing at JFL 42 this year, coming up in a couple of weeks here in Toronto. Get your tickets online at jfl42.com. A lot of big other artists on that. We'll talk more after the break on Talk Radio AM 640. Hey you, I'm Maggie Casella and you're listening to Inside Jokes with my friend Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640. Nailed it. I'm here with my real estate friend Holly garvey penny What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. Today's a tip for homeowners. I call it know your home. And what I mean is go out with your realtor to see comparable properties so that as a homeowner, you are better informed about what your home might be worth. Even if you're not planning on selling, it's important to keep informed for refinancing, renovation investments, or just for the fact of being surprised at what your home may be worth to continue to love it. Or call or email me with any questions. They can reach you at HEP at Estate or 416-322-8000.
1: Now back to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640 at
3: HD Radio.
2: Talk Radio AM 640. Inside Jokes. Always behind it. Thanks for tuning in on this Sunday night. Probably coming back from the cottage, I would say. Yeah. Some, Maybe not. As we call it S-Monday. It's before you get into Monday. It's Sunday night Monday. Is it,
3: does anyone call it that? I don't know. No, I that's do. That's true.
2: J-F-L-42, <laughs> uh, Bill Burr, my comic boyfriend, John Mulaney. Uh, I saw these guys. Uh, well, John Mulaney was at Oddball Festival last year that we saw on Labor Day yeah, weekend.
3: I stayed, even though Sebastian Maniscalco was <laughs> done his set. I, I, I sat the there and people. kept watching. Yeah, All the
2: Pisons got up and left. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sebastian. The whole thing. So, Matt came on before John Mulaney, and then about half the amphitheater, I still call it the amphitheater, the Budweiser stage got up and left. Yeah. And what? John Mulaney, yeah. During Mulaney's set.
5: That's insane. Mulaney's one of my favorite comedians I know. out there. Yeah. He's, out- he's outrageously good. And for people able to just get up and leave is an insult. they
4: were it was like all a... there to see him. They're all there to see Sebastian, right? They yeah. were. Yeah. And it was yeah, like this but mass like exit
2: I know. Yeah. So, uh, let's talk quickly. um <laughs> plugging gigs besides your appearances Ooh. at GFL 42 this year. Che oh, hold Derenna. on, hold on. Okay, pass, to pass. Sarah, I got to check my phone pass for that. Sarah Hennessy. Well, let's
5: be real here. I think that's the big one coming up. <laughs> if, but you can probably see me every Thursday night at Comedy Bar. I, I play um, Laugh Sabbath quite a bit. And if I'm not on it, you should check out the show anyways. That's always it's a good one. funny point. show. But yeah, that's
6: to too. Uh, I've been writing a bit and acting a bit on Baroness Von Sketch. So go watch that TV show. Love and it. we're starting to film the third season right now. And then also I have a web series coming out soon uh, yeah. called Learning Nature with Chris Locke.
2: Yay. Yay. And I loved what Sarah said about um, the good thing about digital series is that comics get to do what they want and it, there's no corporate people who More know nothing. control. going to go. be insane. I people love that. aren't
5: meddling as much uh, so far. And if they are, maybe you can find a different outlet. So
2: Terrific Women's on YouTube. And- yeah,
5: YouTube and CBC Comedy. So check out
2: Terrific Women. Che Durena.
4: Um Yeah, so I'm going to be uh, at the Corner Comedy Club this Saturday and Sunday. I'm at the Underground and then I'm in the finals for the Border City Comedy Competition. Uh, so, yeah, come out and vote for me for that one. Nice. That's in October.
3: Very cool. Dean? Nice. Please buy Life Hack when it comes out because <laughs> that was two years of Feed sadness that went into there and I need uh, to buy the nice cat food. Feed the uh, cats. Yeah. Come to In the Paint. That's our new room at uh, Richmond and Spadina. We're there every Sunday. New comedy show in Toronto.
2: Awesome. Yeah. Uh, thanks to all of you. And I look forward to seeing you at GFL 42. Me love you long time. <laughs> uh, thank you, techie Tom and little Darcy and Courtney and all the people going to the show coming up after this is the dating and relationship show. Tune in with Laura Bellata, dating expert and myself, not so much on the dating expert part, but I'm going to be there just to be a life hack. On another subject I know nothing about like this one. Anyway, thanks for listening. Please tune in. Past episodes on 640toronto.com. I'm Santa Carusi at SantaCarusi.com and thanks for listening on Talk Radio AM 640. Hey
3: there, it's Techie Tom and it's time for this week's comedy listings. Check out Pat Thornton at the Comedy Nest at Walker's Wine Bar and Grill in Mississauga, September 1st and 2nd, and JFL 42, Toronto's Comedy Festival returns, September 21 to 30th. Check out JFL42.com for the full list of 42 acts. Hi there, I'm Peter Wildman.
1: And I'm Paul Chato, and we're from the comedy troupe The Frantics.
3: You might remember us from our long-running CBC radio show Frantic Times, or our TV show The Frantics, Four in the Floor. Over the years, we have recorded hundreds of our comedy shows, and now... Thanks to modern technology... We have assembled the very best bits and started a podcast we call The Best of frantic times! It is, and it's free. Find us on the Google, just search the Frantics Podcast and start downloading the
1: best of frantic times!
0: Boot the head to the head.
1: And now for your Comedy RX, this week featuring Chris Locke. Uh I just got married recently. Check it out, married. You see that? Yeah. Thanks so much. Isn't that nice some beautiful, intelligent woman saw me and thought, oh, neat, a project, What a lucky duck, you know? I like it though, I like having the wedding ring, right? Because now, when I smile like a pretty lady and she doesn't smile back, I could just be like, eh, she probably saw the wedding ring, right? It's not because I look like some janitor that found a nice shirt in the garbage can. It's the wedding ring. Yeah, but my wife is like super fit and like health conscious, right? Which I am not, obviously. (laughs) Like, look at me, I've got the body of a Mario brother. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) But this is how we're different. Like each day, she'll go for like an hour long run, right? Whereas I go for an hour long nap on the couch. Yeah. But we get the same results from both. Like when she comes home, she's like, oh, I feel amazing. And I'm like, "Mm -hmm, so do I. (laughs) And we're both covered in sweat.
2: Another amazing Comedy Rx to wrap up our show. Thanks again, Dean Young, Techie Tom, and our intern, Courtney, for all the help. And you can check me out on Instagram or Twitter at Sandra underscore Carusi or on Facebook, Santa Carusi Official. And uh, check us out on social media for the show at Inside jokes 640. We welcome your feedback. Thanks for listening each and every week. I'm Santa Carusi, and you've been listening to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640.